for the Fish Cast. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about FSU Miami game, but we're going to talk about it in a different sense. I'm not really that concerned about the game. It's a three and six team against a five and four team. They're both seem to be going in different directions. What interests me more is about where they're headed in the future. Um, you know, Miami has gotten a bit of a revival. They're starting to play some of these freshmen, these freshman kids are playing. They've won a couple of big games. They beat a top 25 team in Pitt last uh, two weeks ago. They get a nice win over Georgia Tech, a nice close, tough win uh, this past week. Tyler Van Dyke is just throwing the ball. I mean, he is throwing the ball. He has got that offense rolling. Jalen Knighton is looking good at the running back spot. Leonard Taylor is making plays on the defensive line. James Williams, Cameron Kitchens are making plays in the secretary. They've got young guys all over the field. You feel like right now, if we had to look at these teams and we'll say, you know, the usual three-year plan between now and 2024, it feels like Miami is in a pretty good spot because they've got kids that they know are going to be in the program at least two more years that are performing right now. Florida State has currently has a pretty decent recruiting class. That includes Travis Hunter, who some say is the number one player in the nation. And, you know, and, and they're looking at him as a two-way, as a, as a two-way threat on a team and a potential game changer. So when we look at where these programs are and where they're heading, which one do you feel a little better about? Go on, Dima. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of stumped for words because I, I do hear what you're saying with, with Travis Hunter, Corey. It reminds me when Dion went to Florida State, but there was already a lot of pieces to the puzzle when Dion went there. He just was plugged in and boom, it happened. So when Travis goes there, there's not a lot of pieces to the puzzle. He is the puzzle. Okay, but can he do it? You know, there's, he needs a lot of other pieces around them to do it. So you hope that they continue with the recruiting, but that excitement, that stuff we were talking about weeks back starts to wear off a little bit, you know, and you hope that they could do it. But I think what turned Miami around, Corey, is exactly what you said. They started playing those younger players. So we could sit here, hindsight's 2020. He should have done it, you know, four weeks ago, blah, 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 whatever. But he did it. And the kids are starting to perform at a high level. And I tell Fish all the time, boy, I love watching that number four. He is a special running back. So if they continue on that trajectory of getting kids in there like that, I think they're on the right path. Yeah, it's amazing what a month does in college football. We A month ago, Manny was on the hot seat. Everybody wanted him fired. They basically wrote his obituary as a head football coach. He was going back to being a D.C. or a position coach. And then all of a sudden, Van Dyke comes in. He stabilizes the offense, and then all, and then he takes his game to another level. They get Jalen Knighton back from suspension. Uh, Av Avante Williams, who's a safety, who was the top safety in the, uh, I thought, in the state of Florida two years ago, he came back from suspension. They play James Williams. They play Leonard Taylor. All the players we <laughs> talked about and discussed in recruiting, I thought Miami signed a top five to ten class last year. I don't care where the networks had them. These guys have all started to pan out really quickly. Uh, and Manny has the program heading in the right direction. But all it takes is one relapse at any point, And that momentum could be snatched away. And we could be talking about a different situation three weeks from now. This, point, week, yeah, this week's game against Florida State, I think, is a must 
win for Manny Diaz. And it's, I don't, I don't know if that's fair, but he has to win Florida state's on the ropes. Um, Florida state, you don't want to give them life as a program and recruiting and this and that, uh, because this can change the whole momentum. The one thing Florida state and Miami and Florida fans always say is you, you could go all in 12 or, or you could go two and 10, but if you beat my, you beat your rivals, it changes everything that the rivalry games matter. It's why fans want Jim Harbaugh out. He can't beat Michigan state and he can't beat Ohio state. If somehow Norvell beats Miami this week, that people are going to forget that they only won three or four games this year. Yeah. They'll, 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 they'll be disappointed, but the whole mentality and direction changes just like that. It's uh, called recruiting fish. Yep. It's, it, it changes the whole recruiting. It, just, it changes, changes everything. Completely. Yeah, and, and you have bragging rights and so much go into it. It makes a big difference. And this is a one spark that Norvell needs. If he could win this game, it could change everything from recruiting. I mean, they have they have a good recruiting class. And we're, we've been surprised that they've been able to hold it together. But if they win this game, it, it changes everything in that locker room, in the facilities, in that program, to that coaching staff. It gives them a spark. And now – they could go out and capitalize and make this recruiting class pretty good uh, come National Signing Day. Uh, you know, and it's, a, you know, Mike Norvell is running kind of a, a little bit of a gambit because he's got a pretty significant, he basically decided to hold two big recruiting drives during the season. One was against Notre Dame, which worked, you know, it worked. They didn't win the game, but it was a great atmosphere. They lost in overtime. You, you know, you felt you came out of that week feeling good about Florida State. Here we are now, nine, ten weeks later. Um, they're running another gambit. This is Miami weekend. They've got pretty much all their big guns, whether it be targets or recruits or, or you know, or commits in, in the house. But the, the, the thing with this gambit, which is a little different than Notre Dame, is that as many of all those kids that are in the stands that you invited, yeah, well, what I say about 60% of them are also looking at Miami too. So, you know, it's not just that you have to, as Fish said, I think it's a must win on both sides. I think, you know, it's one of those rare things. I think both coaches have to win because we know Miami's recruiting class hasn't really taken form this year. And I think in a lot of ways, if the Hurricanes win this week, that class really starts to take shape because, these kids see that those freshmen are already out there. They're already performing. They know for the next two years they're gonna be they're gonna be part of some pretty talented core groups. FSU, if they win, obviously it helps out. It helps them solidify what they've got and probably puts them in a better position for some players that they really need. But if they don't win, and this is something I mentioned to mention to you a couple of times, Fish, you start getting to that three and seven, three and eight, you know, you're looking at maybe finishing four and eight, three and nine. It is hard to expect a top kid, a kid like Travis Hunter, a kid like Sam McCall, those top kids in their class. It's hard to expect them to still be down, you know, to, to still be able to, it's hard for them to be able to justify going to a three and nine team. When you're the number one player in the nation, no one wants you at a three and nine team. They want you to be at a spotlight program. They can spotlight you, or you can, where they can talk about how good of an NFL player you're going to be, where you can be competing for championships. 
Corey. Like it's a lot to ask a kid. Corey, I to told go you. out there and be yeah. and, and go out there and say, yeah, I'm going to a three and nine program. Corey. I don't care where that program yeah. is. Corey, I recommend you call this kid or talk to him one time. I, I just don't think you understand how much he loves. He doesn't care about any other school in Florida State. LaMarcus Joyner was the same way. And the more that people push these other programs, on he's going kid, stronger to Florida State. He's going stronger to Florida State. They'd be yep. better off just leaving him alone and let. It, he has already made a decision. He's going to Florida State, and nothing's going to change that. Not three and nine. Not four and eight. Not five and seven. The kid wants to go there, and the more that people around him push him, he's like, "Fuck! I made the right decision." That's how he 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 is so steadfast on Florida State. And it's, it's something, yeah, we're not talking. This isn't a business decision for him. This is where he wants to go. He lives and dies Florida State. It's in his blood. I spoke to him. I spoke to him. I, I'm telling you, this kid, I, I haven't seen it too many times. LaMarcus Joyner maybe being one of them. A couple, most kids are making decisions based on what teams do and this and that. This kid's going to Florida State. And that's going to, I don't care if they go three and nine. You could come on here and tell me, that he could take 20 visits to Georgia over the next month. He's going to Florida state. I'll make a bet with you right now that he's going to Florida state. This kid's made up his mind. He doesn't care what they do. He's in love with that school. And that's how it is too bad. It's just the way it is. It's, it's one of those things in recruiting. You can't understand, but it is what it is. No, I agree with you fish hundred percent. You know, when I was down there, there were some kids that say, Hey, if Florida state offers me, I'm going, that's yeah. it. I'm yeah. closing recruiting down. Yeah. If the U offers me, I'm going. I'm closing recruiting down. Demo, this kid, kids are Demo, this kid, they grow up. They grow Demo, up. This fans. kid believes he's good enough to turn them around next year. It's just that yep. he has a different mentality. He's like, I don't care. They're three and nine. They're not going to be three and he had a losing record one year at high school, uh, one of the years I believe, and now they have a winning record. He thinks he's that good. We've talked about it. This is why we like Florida kids so much. And when you were at Rutgers. Love these kids don't care what your record are. Some of them, they're going to look at your record and they're going to go, you know what? I'm going there and we're going to flip this thing around and we are going to win a championship. And people may think we're crazy for thinking that, but that's, that's what makes this kid so special. Is it, he, his believes that he's going to be the one that helps turn this around. And that's why he's a ringleader of this class this year and why the classes listen, other than the one or two kids, that fell by the that we knew when they committed that they were gonna have a hard time holding on to if they didn't go six and six or better. The Travion Williams, the Alu Boss, most of this kids, this, this class is stuck together, and they, yeah, they and and, yeah, and but, you know, but remember as as you and I both said, you get you get past the maybe the fifth kid in the class. After that, FSU is their best offer. So you oh, know, the class itself is you know the class itself beyond. That tippity top group is pretty stable because most of those kids don't have better offers out there than Florida State. There's no, there's no question on that. That I agree with. Okay, but, but now, but my, my point now, and Dino said it like Travis Hunter for them in a the recruiting standpoint, he isn't a piece of the puzzle. He is the puzzle. This is the week when you try to get those pieces, and we're talking Marvin Jones Jr. We're talking Julian Armella. We're talking Jaya Kelly. Yeah. And the issue is, the issue is that they have, that in some cases those are kids that should be going to their program. They haven't solidified them yet. They haven't gotten those. They haven't solidified those recruitment yet, and they're still battling for Miami for a lot of kids. 
and my like was Miami's got a very small class right now. When that kid Fagans, when they're when they're big cornerback, when he flipped and went to Alabama, their class is what six players. They got a lot of room to add, and you know, this but that, game, that's that's what Manny. That yeah. was Manny's plan all along. That was his plan, and he my was thing playing is, the long game. Listen, yeah, if there's a game like this, is there those a chance- pieces start to add? Those pieces of their puzzle start to come together really quickly. All right, but you take a kid like Daniel Lyons, who's from Homestead, Miami's recruiting him. The coach at that school is very pro-FSU. He's been in that kid's ear. Hey, listen, I believe in these coaches, blah, 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 blah. Look at where we were at Homestead two years ago. We weren't winning. I came in. Everybody said, I can't win here. We're winning there now. I, uh, you just need one voice in your head that is telling you that, and the kid sees the parallel. Oh, we did we're, suck. We're talking two different things here, Fitch. I mean, okay. we're, not, we're, not, we're not talking the same thing. I'm talking mostly, you know, I'm talking more about where they're, I mean, this, the recruiting class is the recruiting class right now. I'm not talking about guys that are committed necessarily. I'm not guys that are open. No, I, listen, I told you before, and I spoke to somebody that was, uh, was recruiting Julian Armella to LSU. All right. I, that guy was at LSU. I asked him straight up. I said, what's up with Armella's recruitment? He goes, fish. I believe the kid's going to Florida state. Now, does Alabama, Alabama could change that. But if you look at Alabama's recruiting class right now, Armella's more of a, he's a tackle at Florida State. He's more of a guard at Alabama. They don't need him. Basically, at this point, Florida State's probably going to benefit from Alabama just not needing the kid. And that, at the end of the day, Florida State's one of the teams that's recruiting them the hardest. And that kid's going to fall to Florida. They're going to get lucky on some of these kids. Listen, mm-hmm. we talked about this, and Demo's been there, all right? I believe, this is my belief, if you grind hard enough, whether your record's good or bad, if you grind, some of these kids are going to come your way because you've recruited them really hard. You've out-recruited those other schools. And if you're selling the right message, and Demo could sell – He's been on that other end when he was at Rutgers trying to sell a losing program. If you sell it enough, a few of those guys are going to come your way because they believe in you and what you're selling. Mike Norvell well, fish, has fish done a, they, this staff has done a good job keeping these guys together and making them believe for whatever reason, they're believing that they're the ones that are going to turn Florida state around. That's what you have to sell. Yeah. You're not selling three and nine. You're selling, listen, we understand we're bad, but you're going to make us good. And that's a good recruiter, even when you're at the lowest point. Listen, Florida State is still an easy sell if you got good recruiters on that staff, even if you're losing. And Dima will tell you why. Well, Fitz, you know, I realized it even more so when I was at Hawaii, when the kids from Florida came all the way out there. And I could have had a ton more because of budget reasons, et cetera, et cetera. I wasn't able to get them out there, but I could have had a ton of them. And they changed the culture very quickly. Mm -hmm. But here's why this game, Florida State, Miami, so paramount. Here's why it's so paramount for exactly what Corey said. You might still get to Travis Henry, but then if you get him and Florida state wins, then you get these other pieces to the puzzle. Mm -hmm. Then you got something. But what happens is these guys start to panic and they start to say, Oh, I got to fill this roster. I got to fill this recruiting class. We might have to take him. We might have to take him because if we don't take him, he might go somewhere else, but maybe we don't want that kid anyway, but we want these kids, but they might not come. It's it's, it's so crazy. It's unbelievable. But winning, cures everything winning is cure it's going to get you what you want if you lose this game to miami then then 
it, the pendulum swings to Miami. Now they might get a couple kids now. So in-state I'm talking about because they understand the rivalry. Yeah. So if Florida State is able to, is this game in Tallahassee? Yeah. Yes. I pick Florida State. And I'm going to pick them to get these other kids through Travis Henry if they win this game. Travis Hunter, but it's okay. Um, listen. Huh? Travis Travis Henry, great running back. Travis, the running back from I was thinking running back from Tennessee. Travis sorry. Hunter, Travis Hunter. Travis Hunter. He, he was from Frostbrew, but it's all right. Yeah, yeah. He's another nah, Florida but, guy. Uh, this game's huge. We talk about it. Listen, they got a lot of early commitments. They have 16 kids committed right now. They're on about five guys that they really want, and then their plan is to fill the rest with trav uh, transfer guys. That's what they're going to do. They're, that. That that is what they're looking at. So if you're talking five more kids in the class, you're looking at what 21, 22 kids. It's almost a full class. They're looking at six or seven transfers. They got close to 30 kids that are they're bringing in to you know flip that roster again. I, we're I, I'm not going to get into whether they're what they're doing is right or wrong. I'm just telling you this is what yeah. they're what they're doing. This is this is the plan they've laid out. This is how they've played the long game. I think Norvell has told these recruits from the very beginning that we're going to be better on the football field. I don't know if it's going to translate to wins and losses on the field, but we're going to be, we're going to put a better product on the field. We're going to be better coached. We're going to be more organized all the, all the things that don't always show up on the scoreboard. And I think they've sold these kids, these incoming kids. You're the guys that are going to turn this program around. And when you're 16, 17 years old, and somebody's telling you you're the one, man. It's very hard. I I, I know being around to twelve and thirteen year old boys playing baseball that you tell them how great they are. Listen, it's a hard thing to turn down at that age at 16, 17. You're the one that's going to turn Florida State around. And this team won in 2013. It's not like they haven't won national championships. These kids, they may have been young when it happened, but they're looking at this going, oh, my God, I'm the guy that's going to turn this around. Travis Hunter truly believes that Florida State's going to play oh, for a national title. And Travis Hunter Travis Hunter has tremendous talent. You know, I mean, that's the, that's the thing. I mean, not only is he, he has a reason to believe that because he's really good. And, yeah, I mean, the bottom line is, yep, they're, they're doing a hard sale. And they're not – I don't know if Norvell's doing a harder sale than you are than me right now, Fish, but uh, – So you're saying I should be on the staff. Hey. Uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> me think and bad just bring us, Just you. bring us two in. And By we'll, the let's... way, speaking of which, UMass Flyers won't oh, – so now you have UConn and UMass football Dude, right I'm not there in Hollywood. Listen. Charles Fishbine's garage. Y'all can recruit for both schools at the same listen, exact time. Listen, I've been to UMass. They need to drop back down to one double A. They <laughs> like they under everybody needs to understand their role in football. Their facilities and program looks like Eastern Kentucky. If you if somebody dropped you off at either school, you would not be able to tell the difference. Other right. than it may be a little colder in Massachusetts right now. Like Demo will tell you, I believe that's the hardest school. I, I don't, I've never been like, I think I've been in New Mexico and I know those schools stink, but I think I, D, me and Demo have an easier time. UMass is a hard sell. Dude. <laughs> Listen, I played against them in, 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 in college and my sister went there. So I know all about it. Dude, it, like you, you drive there and the school looks like, a, a, honestly, Miami-Dade Community College. Uh, there's, there's no difference. 
All right. And on that note, on that note, we'll be right back with a little bit of rapid fire. We're going to talk about the uh, recent selection committee numbers, a couple more hirings and firings, and just some more college football. We'll be back with one final, one final segment of the Fishcast. Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.